Hi, everyone. Welcome to this bonus episode of Ichabod's House. We recently had the pleasure of staying overnight in the Crescent Hotel, which is located in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We were lucky enough to stay in room number 419, also known as Theodora's room. And today we'd like to tell you about our trip and what we thought of it. Exactly. We took the very popular ghost tour while we were there, and we ate at a couple of great places as well. And before we get too far into it, we want to explain that for these extra episodes that involve trips, festivals, or events, we have a new designated scoring system that is hopefully something that will help you decide if these are things that you might like to do someday. Absolutely. These scores will be provided in noses. On a scale of one to five, with one nose being completely smelly. Something you don't want to sniff unless you have to. And five noses being so awesome, you could smell it all day long and will need more than one nose to make sure you get full enjoyment. Kind of like puppy breath. Kind of. Exactly. There's Mm -hmm. nothing better than puppy breath. I know. We're going to start off with just give you a little bit of history of the Crescent Hotel. It was built in 1884 by the Eureka Springs Improvement Company, and it was for wealthy people who would come to Eureka Springs seeking relaxation as well as benefits from the health-giving waters. The hotel struggled financially through the fall and winter months, and so it was eventually opened to women as the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Ladies in 1908. And they also said that they had to, um, for the wealthy people, it was by invitation only. Yeah, that's right. At first, you could only, I mean, it was so exclusive. You had to be so invited. Which could be the reason for some of the financial problems, just saying. Yeah. Okay, so the girls' school ran from early fall through spring every year but continued to serve as a hotel during the summer months. The conservatory closed in 1934 as a result of the Great Depression. And in 1937, a man named Norman Baker turned the Crescent into Baker's Cancer Curing Hospital. What a great guy. He was, well, actually. (laughs) um, I was being facetious. (laughs) Baker was what could be called an asshole of the brownest type. He claimed he had the ability to cure a patient of cancer within six weeks, and sadly, many people believed him and died after being admitted to his hospital. Patients were injected several times a day with a mixture of carbolic acid, alcohol, ground watermelon seed, and corn silk. And where would you get the watermelon seed in Arkansas? Seriously. I don't know. Maybe we we grow watermelons here. I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. As you can imagine, some of the souls separated from their bodies are reported to continue to roam the grounds of the Crescent Hotel, not really sure what to do with themselves. In 1946, Baker was convicted of fraud. The hotel was purchased by a group of four men. It ran smoothly after that until fire took out nearly the entire fourth and fifth floors in the 1960s. The hotel was auctioned off in 1972 and renovated. It went through multiple owners until it was sold in 1997 to Marty and Elise Ronick. So let's talk a little bit about the hauntings and their rooms. And for the first step, let's talk about room number 218, which is Michael's room. Michael was one of the many construction workers hired to erect the Crescent Hotel. He was reportedly working high up on the structure when legend has it a pretty girl walked by and caught his eye. 
in his attempt to get her attention, this fool, fool of a boy, (laughs) he fell landing on a beam, which allegedly supports room 218. So he subsequently died from that fall. People in this room have, over the years, reported luggage being moved, lights going on and off by themselves, and sometimes the sound of laughter followed by a loud thud, like he's laughing and falling and hitting the beam again. (laughs) Is this supposed to be Michael? Oh, well, there you go. Is this supposed to be Michael (laughs) laughing as he falls and then being silenced as his body lands on the beam? I think so, Jen. I think so. Could be. Another room belongs to Theodora. Now, we can't tell you much about Michael's room as we just got to see the door during the ghost tour. And we'll get to our ghost tour here in a bit. And the incredible experience that was. But the second most haunted room belongs to Theodora. It was unclear to me just what exactly her reason for haunting the hotel is. But she is seen, when she's seen, as a woman standing outside her door digging for her room keys. She is reportedly a prim and proper woman and doesn't appreciate people making a mess. She has been known to pack people's luggage if she has found them to be too sloppy. Yes, she's very highbrow. So we'd like to just kind of fill you in on our trip a little bit and tell you about Eureka Springs and our overall experience. So there we go. We checked in on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. We did. And it was super hot and humid. Let's talk about Eureka Springs, first of all. Super curvy, windy roads. It was like, uh, I don't know. For all of you 70s and 80s people out there who were born in that time and watched the original Pee Wee Herman show with Large Marge or Big Marge, Large Marge, right? The truck driver? Uh-huh. Yeah. And the road sign where it's all curvy, curvy. I told Jen that that's what the road signs were like. And she thought, you know, yeah, whatever. No, they're really like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the curves never stop. Super crazy roads. Eureka Springs is kind of a Victorian town. A lot of Victorian houses. Um, Very quaint. It's what you'd call quaint. So the hotel's kind of up on this hill. Mm-hmm. It's a huge hotel. It's four floors with a penthouse on each side, yep. right? And it is just massive. It's kind of French Gothic. I picture Dr. Frankenstein raising the monster to the top of the Crescent Hotel in the hopes that he'll get struck by lightning and be brought to life. That's the kind of building this is. Beautiful. I don't know if that translates into beautiful or not, but beautiful Frankenstein laboratory hotel. It was built in 1886. So I want to make it clear, there was no central air conditioning in this massive building. Everybody had window air conditioners. The halls had zero air conditioning. So it was pretty warm. But we got all checked into our room, which was beautiful, where Theodora supposedly hangs out. And she kept a very tidy room. It was very tidy. It was very tidy. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. uh, The bathroom was beautiful. I loved the bathroom with the uh, shutters there. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. So yeah, we dumped our stuff off and then we went right downtown, didn't we? We went right downtown. We ate. That was, you know, Charming place, very touristy, a lot of little shops, which was nice. We spent a little bit of time in the pool, which was nice. And that night, we tried we tried to leave our room messy to provoke Theodora. That didn't happen. Basically, what we'd like to tell you about is our haunted experience. Uh, we went for the ghost tour that night. And, which, but before we went, we set up our cameras. We did set up our cameras. We set up a video camera and we set up audio recorder, which ended up not working. You get what you pay for, just saying there. And so we kind of met our tour guide and 
she gave us kind of the history of the Crescent Hotel. So we sat in a room and listened to that for a bit. And then we got to go up and thought, hey, we're going to get explore this hotel. And that's not really how the ghost tour works. Take, she just took us a down this one hallway and, and she'll stop and talk, and which is fine. But when it's that hot, it was not enjoyable. I'm not exaggerating here. It was probably between 80 and 85 degrees in that hallway. And we're at an intersection, a crossway in the hallway where one intersects another. And she's the tour guide is explaining to us where cancer patients were kept and how they were kept isolated from others, which is a, a the, the ones that were on their, the, the ones that were ready to die. Yeah. They were, they were kept and apart from everybody else. Behind some heavy metal doors. And she's explaining this to the group and it gets hotter and hotter in the hallway. And she continues to talk, seeming to me to kind of deliberately prolong her. <laughs> Maybe I was just so miserable. <laughs> but it seemed as if she was kind of deliberately trying to make this seem a little longer. And so at one point she said, Now, some of you who might be sensitive or have great empathy for spirits may start to feel a little faint. It seems like when we get to this spot, someone usually faints. If anybody's going to pass out, it's going to be here. And... <laughs> It occurred to me, bitch is trying to get somebody to faint. That's why she's standing in here for so long. Because let me tell you, you could have. You could have easily fainted in that hallway. You could have. So it was at this point that she she's carrying a shoulder bag, a bag, a little sack on her shoulder. And she says, one of our guests caught the picture of the white woman. And if you Google white woman Crescent Hotel, you'll be able to see this picture. And so she whips out the one and only <laughs> visible proof of ghosts that we would get the entire trip. And she shows us a blown up picture of a Reflection in a television of the white woman from the Crescent Hotel. Right. That was, um, I'm Googling it now because I never did Google it. Uh, that was very interesting and a little lame because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I understand that they have to um, rely on people sending in photographic evidence, but you'd think after all these years, there would be more. And I'm not saying that it's not haunted because I've heard stories of people and what they've experienced, their friends of mine, but that was just a little suspect. So we got to go to room 218 mm -hmm. and we got to see that door. That was an exciting door that was uh, painted black and there was a little plate to the right of it that said 218. And we got to hear the story about Michael. And then after that, we got to go to, well, I guess we started at room 419, which was our room. So everybody stood outside our door and we talked about Theodora and got a look at the door, which was painted black. And then we got to look on the first floor at the presidential suite, which is haunted. And we got to look at that door. And then we got to go down outside the building and around down into what had been the morgue, which was decorated with purple Halloween lights inside, I think to enhance our immersive ghost tour experience. But and we still couldn't we figure out see, why the lone rocking chair was in the, the meat yeah, locker. We couldn't. And there were lots of jars of preserved specimens <clears> in there, which is kind of cool. It was, I mean, atmospherically it was cool, but did I find it creepy? No, it was very sterile. She she did at one point point to the floor and said, that is the original drain 
And I thought, you know, I've got one of those in my basement, too. Well, it was a very um, nicely um, upheld original drain from 200 years ago or 150, right. however many it is. So as far as my personal recommendation for the ghost hunt, here's what I think. I think ghost stories are fascinating. I think save your $25. It's 25 bucks a person to go on that. I would get a book and explore the hotel on your own. Right. You can you can stand outside those doors by yourself. You can go to all of the places. Also, she didn't cover nearly half of the alleged hauntings in that. I would have much preferred reading a, a book and stomping around by myself with uh, Andy and her daughter Elizabeth, my niece, went with us. It would have been so much more fun with just the three of us creeping ourselves out and and learning about it in that way. If you are fortunate enough to get a really gifted storyteller on the tour, I think that makes a difference. But even then, you are not going to do anything extant except stand in hallways and look at doors. Right. The biggest experience you'll have is going down to the morgue. And I think that they make a big deal about that because, and they do sell t-shirts with this picture on it because I have one, but I think it was Ghost Adventures. Went to the Crescent Hotel and did an investigation and they, with their thermal imaging, came up with a figure that was not there. And so there's a thermal imaging picture. So there, you know, it, there's definitely hauntings there. I know when my husband and I went for our 10th anniversary at the ghost tour we went on, the lady was, it was very good. I don't remember it being, I, I wasn't, we were not disappointed at all. And we went in July and I don't remember being as hot, but when we were standing at the top of the stairs on the fourth floor, because you can see in the stairwell, you can see all the way down, <clears throat> there aren't walls or anything separating all the staircases. And she talked about a little boy who took a tumble. And you saw that on that railing, they had actually added a piece of railing because the railing was too low. They didn't have codes back then, right? So this little three or four-year-old boy fell and somebody was taking, well, we all were kind of taking pictures with our camera. We could take pictures with our cameras. There was one guy who was on the tour with us was like, you guys, look what I just got. And you could actually see like a figure of a little person falling through the center of the so that was really cool you know and that was a cool story that went along with it i think you're right it really depends on the tour guide but it's unfortunately you can't choose it's not like you can request like when you go get your nails done you can request who you want to do your nails <laughs> you can't do this with this ghost tour yeah you can't so but it was good and i fully fully believe that it is haunted because we also have some evidence, some auditory evidence that you found. I, number one, want to say paranormal investigation is not something I ever want to do on a regular basis because sifting through the evidence to have me sit still and listen to something that mundane for hours, hours is torture. So I'm not going to be doing much in the way of paranormal investigation. Maybe once a year I can do something like this. But we had left our television on, lesson learned there, when we went on the ghost hunt so that if anybody happened by the room while we were out, they'd think someone was in there. Security conscious. Because we're three females. We left two cameras going. I have gone through my evidence. Andy has not. And I picked up a lot of size, which could not be explained by, there was nothing like that on the television. It seemed to be that the spirits were annoyed by our choice of programming because we had impractical <laughs> jokers playing and I would hear this. And at one point I heard this like, Duh. and then I also heard 
sounded as if something had touched the camera, jostled it a little bit. We'll put it on our Facebook page. The other thing that I will say is that I did not feel uncomfortable, scared. I slept like a log in that room. It was a beautiful. You totally did. Beautiful room. It. You didn't even snore. (laughs) You were quiet. You really were like just a log. Over there. I slept like you really the were. dead. I uh, you really did. Did not feel anything. I slept on a rollaway bed. I was comfy. I was cozy, and I slept like a log. Andy had a little different. Incomplete, yeah. In complete contrast to my daughter, who woke me up to say, "Are you scared?" No, I'm not scared, Elizabeth. I'm sleepy. I said, "Are you scared?" Well, a little. Okay, we'll just go back to sleep. She woke me up five. Times. Five times. You don't wake an insomniac up five times. I mean, that's like, I had to have been tired because I would go right back to sleep. Normally, I wouldn't have gone back to sleep. I would have been up five times. That one time she says she woke, wakes me up to say, are you scared? No, I'm sleeping. What are you doing, child? Yeah, but she was a little, she was a little terrified. She just scared herself. Mm-hmm. I think just her imagination ran wild with her. But it was a lot of fun to take her and experience all that with her. And yeah, I would definitely go again. But like you said, I think when we go again, we need to not do the tour and mm-hmm. just go on our own. I agree. I Make would a list. Because like, we didn't I, even look at the, they didn't even take us outside to show us where the woman jumped, supposedly jumped off the balcony. No. Um, so many Because there's stories. a certain time of night. So many stories, such a rich history. I would recommend reading about it. Uh, I've got a book of short stories written by some tour guides there that are fiction, House of a Hundred Rooms by Keith Scales. And then there's Haunted Northwest Arkansas, which can provide a little more history of the Crescent Hotel. And I'll put links to those in our show notes for people. The food was pretty good. The We ate at the restaurant on the top floor there of the Crescent, and it was... And had a very angry waiter. Not We didn't have the waiter, but he would... He, and I don't know if he was angry. If he just shouted at everyone, <laughs> that's how he communicated. <laughs> it was scary. He reminded me like of a character off Seinfeld or something, where he, he just would the shout. The soup Nazi. Um, right? He yes, was the, the soup Nazi. <laughs> the soup Nazi. The very, very sweaty soup Nazi. Uh, the hotel restaurant was was painted deep, deep purple inside with silver, uh, silvery gold. It looked like it was they were trying to do like a um, a star decoration for like the Oscars or something. I don't know. That's what it reminded me of, like a Hollywood show. Yeah. All in all, though, I mean, I'm not knocking it. It was a fun. It was a very fun time. It was a very fun experience. My nose score for the ghost tour is going to be about a two. It was low. For the whole experience, I'm going to say it was a four. Because we really, I know we may make it sound like it, we didn't have a great time, but we did. It oh, was no, so we, we, had, we did. Right. And just in general, Eureka Springs in general, there's a lot to do. So if you do go to visit, you won't be disappointed. My husband and I took the zipline tour, which was amazing when we went several years ago. And there's just so much to do and see there. It's more than just hauntings, but there are there are several places that are haunted and and that they have tours for. And there was even a place downtown that had guided haunting haunting tours. So there's a lot of paranormal 
stuff going on in that town. So it's a lot of fun. I would recommend absolutely going. I would give it a five to go just for a weekend getaway. I think it would be fun. Um, the ghost tour though, that we experienced a two most definitely, but I've also had one with my husband that was really good. So I'll, I'll give it a three overall for the ghost tour. The nose number for you for the ghost tour is a three. Yeah. My nose number is a two. The Crescent Hotel experience, I'm giving that a nose number of four. I'm giving it a five. And you're giving it a five. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there we go. We will get some links in the show notes. I'll also put those on the Facebook page as well and try and get them to our Instagram. We'd love to hear if you've had experiences there, ghost tour experiences that were awesome. Any other stories you'd like to share, reach out. Go and, uh, you know, get your ghost hunt on. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, remember Ichabod loves you. Bring a flashlight and always bring extra pants.